Hello, welcome to 50 Plus, a series featuring discussions on issues of interest to residents 50 and over. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of the 50 Plus podcast, we're going to talk about programs that provide assistance to job seekers who are 50 and over. And with us today is Atiyah Mahmood, the Business Services Supervisor for the County's Employment and Training Program. She'll tell us about the services the county offers job seekers and also about the upcoming 50 Plus Employment Expo but first, a tad bit about her. Atia was born in England, earned a bachelor's degree in education from the University of London, moved to the States in 1999, and began working for the Department of Family Services in 2006. So, Atia, thanks uh, for being with us and welcome. Oh, thank you for inviting me. I'm happy to be here. I love the accent, by the way. <laughs> thank I was, you. I was excited about that <laughs> and excited when I read you were, uh, you know, born in England and just uh, was hoping <laughs> that I'd get to hear that today. So, uh, I got I to gotta start with a, with a personal question, how, how, how is it England versus United States? What, what did you find that transition like? Well, I think because I was born in a city, I think that was where it was different. Being in Virginia, it's kind of suburby for me <laughs> right. uh, compared to England where you can walk to everything and gotcha. transportation is different. So I think that was the biggest change. Like, mm. where are the people? <laughs> but now, of course, it's changed. I've been they're, here 18 years. They're in their cars on the highways. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that was yeah. the biggest change. But yeah. I do love it here now. But I think I'm still a city girl at heart. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Awesome. Love it. We're specifically going to talk about jobs and mm-hmm. employment. Yep. But for the 50-plus population, mm-hmm. is it different when we're talking employment, jobs, and then we target Mm -hmm. out a segment of the population like that? Yeah, it can be different. Uh, Unfortunately, um, there are some struggles for the 50-plus job seeker Mm. um, to find employment. It's almost like a two-fold problem. Um, It's the problem on the employer side where they have that preconceived idea when they look at that resume Mm. and they make some decisions that aren't always accurate. But there's also things that... that the job seeker could be doing that could help them hmm. uh, find employment. Um, so it definitely is a twofold issue. Yeah. Well, let's, let, I want to dive into the mm-hmm. what the job seeker can do. Mm-hmm. Well, before we do that, let me hear some of the assumptions that the employers okay. can make. Absolutely. Because I, cause I, I, th- I have a couple of in my mind, yeah. but I'm not sure that that's right. So they probably hear. are. <laughs> so when they first of all, when an employer will look at the resume, um, they will think, oh, well, this person is overqualified and mm. not necessarily overqualified in the education, but the experience. Mm. And what comes to mind is, is if they have too much experience, are they going to ask for too much money? Can they hire someone younger at, for oh, the same position? Mm. So that's one of the first things. Um, also, um, they know that hiring somebody younger will save them a lot of money. Right. And especially if it's something, a technical position, that can sometimes be um, more challenging, not always for the 50-plus seeker, but it's that preconceived idea gotcha. that the 50-plus seeker may not be able to um, do that technical part of the job. But right. it's not always true, but that's what the preconceived idea. Um, I was also doing some research that some of these job search engines, um, they're under the age tab, they've actually have their drop down menu only goes up to 1980, which is a 52 year old. So that's unfortunate. They are saying that they're changing this, but those are some of the barriers that some of these 50 plus job seekers have. I know I was really surprised when I did some of this research that um, that takes away so many positions that they could potentially be um, applying for and they can't because there's no, there's no way they can apply for that position. Well, this kind of shows that I haven't been looking for a job (laughs) lately because that, that was a new one on me, Mm -hmm. you know, that's that's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. 
And well, then, uh, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. And then on the job seeker side, I feel like there are things that the job seeker could do yeah, to help yeah. them with the employment. Um, make sure that their job set strategies are more current. Um, things like, you know, um, your resume. How is your resume looking? Is it a current resume? Even something down to your email account. Like if you mm. have an AOL account, a right. mail account. Right. These are things that are red flags for employees. Maybe for the job seeker, they don't think about yeah. it. So these are things that they could be doing. Um, outdated credentials. Have you? Do you need to update your credentials? Those mm. are things that may catch an employer's eye. So there are things that the job seeker can do. And of course, on the employer's side, they need to be more open-minded. Right. Well, and going back to the the employer, Mm -hmm. I was thinking a preconceived notion that actually would help the 50-plus population is that if I'm looking to hire someone 50-plus versus, you know, recent college grad or Mm -hmm. whatever, I have a preconceived notion that the younger person may not stay in my company very long. You know, I'm going to train them and then they're going to leave. Exactly. And those are the things that we try as a business developer, which is what I do, to convince employers that, you know, we have people in our pool um, that have that experience Mm. and will stay because, you know, we do know and statistics show that somebody in 50 plus is more dedicated and likely to stay rather than someone younger who as you said, will likely get the experience they need for a year or two and then they'll move on and jump ship to somewhere where they can make more money because at that point, that's what it's all about. They're moving up in their professional career where a 50-plus job seeker is more likely to stay in that position. But these are the things that we do try and speak with with employers about that we're connected with. Right. So you you mentioned the resume, some of those red flags. Mm -hmm. Is that like the first step or the first thing that a 50-plus person should do if they're out of work and need to find a job or starting to think about their next career or whatever the thing is, is the is the resume step one? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The, the first step is the resume because that's going to be most likely the first thing the employer is going to see. So I would have a professional look at the resume mm-hmm. and I would say come to the Skills Hall Center because there's no charge mm-hmm. to have your resume reviewed. Um, is it does it need some just updating? Maybe it's just the format. Like I said, the res uh, the email address and that needs to be changed. Um, and I, I talk about different styles of resumes too, yeah, yeah. and maybe not the chronological resume is the best fit for a fifty plus job seeker and for the combination resume. But these are things that I would speak with the um, the job seeker about, hmm. about changing the style of resume that they're using to like maybe attract an employer. Okay. Uh- a silly question, but an old school question. I always heard one page resume is best. That's definitely something that we don't, it's not needed anymore. Like I know that even now, it's even in colleges, I hear that, like, you know, the one page resume, but really um, two to even two and a half page resume is where is where you can be. I mean, they say the rule is to go back 10 years in your work history, so show that work history, mm-hmm. um, but without dating your resume. Things like you don't have to put the date you graduate from college on your on your um, right. resume, if you're a, especially if you're a 50 plus job right. seeker. Right. Um, but definitely making sure that it's current, it's up to date, someone's taken a look at it. Um, that's something that you really want to make sure that is it's the key. The resume mm-hmm. is the key because from an employer perspective, that's all they have, first of all, to make that initial decision. That right. Do they want to like even invest in an interview? Because the interview process, the training process for an employer it's not it's not cheap like yeah, right, from right. beginning to end it can be anywhere from you know 5 to 25 30,000 for the from 
you know, from the advertising to the interviewing mm. to the training of somebody. So, you know, it's an investment on their part too. So you have to do your part. And right. the resume is, is the first step. Right. And uh, I remember early in my career, mm-hmm. I got an interview just because of the color of my resume paper. Wow. Co- color and the, uh-huh. and, the, and the quality of the paper. And, and, and yeah, I was, I was amazed that the person told me that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, whatever it took to get in the door, yeah. you know. That's so, what it took. And, yeah. and that's what it is. And that's why I tell my clients, make sure your resume is on point. There's no like spelling errors and make sure your phone number, and your email address is correct. Everything has to be on point for your resume because if you think about it from the other side, that's all they have to make that initial right. decision. So right. you really have to make sure that you're giving them what you Something that represents you. Putting your mm-hmm. best foot forward exactly. on paper. Absolutely. Okay. I know there's a lot more about resumes I could talk mm-hmm. about, but I want to make sure we get to some of the other mm-hmm. things. That, that's step one. What are, what are some of the other steps or keys to, to, to find a job mm-hmm. for the yeah. 50 plus? So I, I do say that don't waste too much time on these big job search engines because, hmm. I mean, um, you know, not to name them because I don't want to put them out there, but like you don't want to, it's almost like a black hole when you apply it online to some of these job, big job search engines. Um, I always say the key is that tap into your network, um, turn up for events, that face-to-face personal touch, there's nothing like it. Hmm. Talk to your friends, old and new, make those connections because um, that's where you're going to find employment. They say 50% of jobs are obtained through informal channels. So it's, you know, it's just making, having that conversation with somebody. Right. Um, that's where you're going to make that connection and, ma- and maybe find employment, not necessarily through like a big, um, you know, job search engine where you're going to apply. Now, right. if you are going to do that, I always suggest that you apply through the, the big job search engine like Indeed or Washington or Monster.com, but you also go to the company website where you were applying for the job and apply there too. Interesting. Uh, it just narrows the chances because a lot more people are going to go onto these big search engines. Right. Whereas if you go to the company and apply there too, right. you now have two applications and your chances are are, are slightly more. So right. I do. If you are going to do that, um, but like you know, narrow your search. It's like don't don't go into that big black hole because for anybody it's hard. Right. And if you're a fifty plus, you know, job seeker, it's it is harder, unfortunately. Right. Interesting you talk about the networking and the relationships. I just read an article online, and I can't remember. I I think it was Fast Company Mm -hmm. that had the article. But it was an article where the the gentleman was saying, you know, that now every quarter he Mm -hmm. sends out an an email letter to his family, friends, contacts he's worked with that's kind of like the old Christmas card letter, but it keeps everybody up to date on what he's doing, his accomplishments, his, his job status and those kind of things. So that it's, it's that, again, that Mm -hmm. networking, that Mm -hmm. personal stuff that you've got out there and that he said, that's what has led to all of his, you know, clients or gigs or, you know, work or whatever, just those contacts he's made. Absolutely. And that's the key. It really is. It's those connections, those personal connections you're going to make. That's how you're going to find employment. Now, I do say that if you don't have a LinkedIn account, that's a great way Hmm. to, you know, connect with people. LinkedIn is basically almost like a professional way of Facebook where you go on and you can put your resume on there. You can connect with other people. Um, but be active on there. Read mm. articles in your industry, like them, share them. You never know where someone might read that article that you weren't linked with just because you liked it or shared it. Um, and then that's an opportunity for you to link with them and maybe it leads to employment. Right. Join groups that are in your industry too. So those are things that you can do um, 
not on a, not necessarily on that personal level, but yeah. through um, online channels. And, and, you know, joining LinkedIn and going to networking meetings and stuff like that, many times there's no cost. So it's yeah. not like we're having absolutely. to spend a lot of money to doing exactly. these things. Exactly, absolutely. What about other resources? And let's talk specifically Fairfax County resources. Mm -hmm. What what does the county have and what kind of assistance can we provide the 50-plus employment seeker? Yeah. We have uh, plenty of resources for all our job seekers and 50 plus of course definitely who can come into any one of our multiple um, skills hall centers in Northern Virginia. We have centers in Annandale, Reston, Alexandria, um, Prince William and Loudoun. Um, they can use the resources free of charge. So anybody can come into the center and use our resources, speak with a counselor, get coaching. Um, we also have a program that's called the Workforce Innovation and Opportunities Act program, which helps um, unemployed and underemployed job seekers find um, find employment and upgrade their skills through a credential. So we actually pay for the credential. We have affiliation with multiple training providers wow. and we can help uh, upgrade their skills. And maybe that's what's lacking, especially for the 50 plus um, job seeker who maybe, you know, um, was has been unemployed for an extended period. Um, and maybe they were laid off, but they just need to upgrade their skills and, it, and they just need that specific credential, mm -hmm. especially in the IT field. Maybe they were in the IT field, oh, were laid wow. off, because they don't have those specific credentials or certifications they needed, we can pay for those. We can pay up to wow. $3,500 worth of training funds. Um, it's a great program. And it's, um, part of it is eligibility-based, and some of it is not based on um, the individual. That's something we determine when we do the intake. Um, but it's a great program, and it's really worth looking into and tapping into, especially if you do need some kind of certification to help you find employment. Okay. So, so should that... That be the first stop for, for someone looking at Absolutely. Okay. The first step is to, if you walk into a skills hall center, um, the person who you meet, the counselor at the, at the front desk will ask you specific questions and then and make, a, make that pre-decision whether or not um, the WIO program, the Workforce Innovation Opportunities Act program would be a good fit for you. Mm. Um, then you would go online, you'd make an appointment with our intake specialist, and then you'd be assigned a case manager who would then be with you from step by step um, with helping you with the resume, with job leads, with um, deciding what type of certification would be a best fit for you. Um, and then really kind of like, you know, almost like holding your hand through, wow. through the process to really help you find that employment. And then connecting you with my team, which is the business services team, which you know connects with hundreds of employers every month. Um, and that's where we come in to help with the employment piece after okay. they've re received their training. So there are the businesses and employers letting you and your team know of positions they have available or, or that type yeah, of thing? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. We do cold calls, so we go out wow. out into the field to job fairs and make phone calls. But on the uh, we also have employers who know about our services who will call us and tell us, you know, we have seven positions in our company right now. Can you help us do outreach That's and send awesome. us resumes? Yeah. And so, you know, we will pick. We're, we're obviously we're not looking at age when we send those resumes. We're looking at experience and what are the best fit for the position, wow. and we will advocate for our clients. Sweet. Speaking of uh, um, job expos, that type of thing, I do want to put a plug in for the upcoming 50 plus yeah. employment expo, mm -hmm. which is going to be Monday, April 30th, I believe, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Fair Oaks Marriott, which is on uh, Lee Jackson Memorial Highway in Fairfax. Again, 50 plus employment expo, Monday, April 30th. Uh, any thoughts on that or if you want to discuss yes. the expo mm -hmm. a little bit? 
It's a, it's a great event and um, I've been going to it for the past, um, I think, three years now. Um, um, it's a great opportunity for job seekers to, you know, connect with employers who are open to hiring uh, the 50 plus job seeker. I know there's going to be seminars there, um, resume help, um, talking about education and training. So I think it's really worth going to and just, you know, again, it's that personal connection, meeting with them, job seeker. Um, with um, employers who can really connect mm -hmm. you with the right job and, and bring your resumes and come dressed for the part and, right, right. you know, really make those personal connections. And I think that it really is important. I know that going to job fairs can sometimes be frustrating, but it just takes that one position, that one employer, little, that yeah. one person, that's all you need. So so come on down on April 30th um, at the Fair Oaks Marriott, um, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. It's a great event and really worth going to. All right, and um, not sure if you know any registration required or can folks just, just show up? I, I don't have that, but if there's a telephone number or website that we can direct folks to that maybe they can get more information, uh, maybe just go online to yep. fairfaxcounty.gov slash older adults. Absolutely, they can go there and I think there'll be a link there for, the, um, for more information about the event. Um, I think that people can just walk in. They can just walk into the event. I know in, in previous years that people who have come to the skills hall centers on that day um, and they have Maybe been 50 plus job seekers, we've said, hey, there's an event going there. on right now yeah. across the road. Just walk on over and just, you know, see what's going on. See if there's any, you know, employers positions that fit your, right. you know, your skill set. Don't wait till 145 to go, though. <laughs> yeah, you might not want to do that. <laughs> it's open from 10 to 2. Get there early and make the most of yeah, it. Yeah, make those uh, connections. Yeah, April 30th, uh, uh, 10 to 2, Fair Oaks, Marriott in uh, Fairfax. Been talking with Atiyah Mahmood on the Fairfax 50 Plus podcast about uh, employment and finding a job and how to do it and tips and resources. Final thought, final word, anything else that you want to mention or we haven't uh, discussed that you just kind of want to throw out there as we kind of uh, in, end up our time together? Oh, I just want to thank you again for inviting me today. Um, final thoughts is just that don't give up. Um, just, you know, keep at it. You you will find that job and we're here to help you. We're here like the employment counselors, the business development team is here to help you and support you through your, you know, for your endeavors to find employment. So come find us at, you know, one of our skill source centers and we will be there to support you. Awesome. Thank you, Atiyah. Appreciate you. the information. Thank you, too, for uh, being with us here today. And if you need to get more information about the Fairfax 50 Plus Employment Expo, you can do it at fairfaxcounty.gov slash older adults and click on the Employment Expo link. Again, it takes place Monday, April 30th, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Fair Oaks Marriott. That exact address is 11787 Lee Jackson Memorial Highway in Fairfax. And all you need to do is just show up. Uh, you can find uh, assist, uh, job finding assistance. There are two web pages that you should go to. Again, myskillsource.org, as well as fairfaxcounty.gov/family-services, where you'll find uh, information. Just click on employment and training. You can also call the Fairfax Skills Source Center at 703-533-5400. Again, that number 703-533-5400. Thanks again for listening to Fairfax 50 Plus Podcast, which is produced twice monthly by the Fairfax County, Virginia Government.